You're listening to The Morning Joe Rant Show. A dig deep, embrace yourself, and enjoy the Wild Ride podcast. Topics of politics, climate, economics, life, and the pursuit to complain about everything. Hey, welcome back. Um, it's been a crazy, hectic couple weeks. Um, I haven't even posted a new podcast in, I think, almost a month now. Um, not that, I mean... There's listeners, but I don't really know if there's like the same continuous people keep coming back or not. But I mean, I hope they do. Um, I'm going to try to keep some of this show lighthearted. Um, some of it, it's not going to be. Um, the quick clips, they're pretty interesting. Um, first one is there's new robots that are reproducing with themselves. Um, the good news is that, and this is a true story. This was in a couple different science ones and NPR had it on their website. So it's not that like they are reproducing in a Petri dish, um, but it's it's under the discretion of like the scientists can are the ones that are in control of allowing it to, to re, like to reproduce in a way so they can take it away. Like, they're like God in a, in a over the Petri dish. Um, but it was pretty terrifying reading that. And at the same time, it was fascinating because it's like, oh, my God, they're self-replicating. Um, but it's in a controlled environment, just like <laughs> many things are until human fucking existence starts to happen. And then we, uh, we fuck it all up with our stupidity in some aspect of it. Fascinating stuff. I'm not saying that we shouldn't have self-replicating AI robots. I just don't think it's a great thing at the same time, you know, but that's just me. Um, it's pretty terrifying. The other thing was um, scientists came out and said that there's a merging of two black holes that could possibly create a bubble that could swallow the universe. Basically, like the distance between these two black holes is getting smaller and smaller. And if they collide, there is a possibility that they create a massive vacuum that sucks in the universe. And these things are fucking huge black holes. Um, how do they know they're there? They're not- well, because they have measuring instruments and how they can tell what, like, it's not that they necessarily detect them by visually seeing them. They see aspects of things in space that cre- that allows them to see that these are black holes and massive black holes. But we don't have, like, the, the optics in terms of clear imagery to take it. They, sh- they showed a picture last year. It was a year, a year or two ago. Um, it was really cool to see a true black hole. And the picture of it just looks like a gold ring because it's so grainy and like it's just too far. Like it's too far. And for those people, like my daughter asked me this question the other day. She was asking me like, how do you measure a light year? So when we say like, you know, these planets are, you know, a million light years away, one million mile of one million light years is equal to like 5.9 trillion miles. So one light year equals 5.9 trillion miles. Just that's the distance we're dealing with when we're talking just in terms of 100 million light years. You're talking zillions and zillions of miles away. Uh, it's, it's just nuts. It's crazy. So anyway, um, and then the other one I wanted to touch on was uh, the Snowden on inflation. So Edward Snowden, this is how long I haven't posted. It's been a fucking long time. He posted this on Twitter um, because the New York Times wrote something. So the New York Times basically said, 
Americans are by many measures in a better financial position than they have been in many years. They also believe the economy is in terrible shape. Why? So Edward Snowden answered the fucking question exactly how it needed to be answered. Inflation hits 6.2%, wiping out the raises of those lucky enough to even have a good job. Parents are worried about the price of milk for their kids when the shelves aren't empty, and the establishment is like... Americans are by many measures in a better financial position than they have been in many years. They also believe the economy is in terrible shape. Why? And that's exactly why Snowden said it. So I totally agree with him. I really like Edward Snowden. Um, I don't know him personally. I just, I'm glad that he's calling out bullshit because there needs to be more of that. And again, he's not a liberal or a Democrat, liberal or a conservative. It's critical fucking thinking. Like a lot of people in this society don't want to fucking do anymore for some goddamn reason. It's it's insane to me that people don't follow breadcrumbs. They don't observe themselves seeing things, thinking for themselves. And it and again, this isn't saying, well, COVID's not real. That's not what I'm saying. COVID is here. Um, there's a possibility it was a true lab leak. Do we really know for sure? Who knows? Um, but there's a great possibility it is. But it's keeping our minds open to it. And it's not saying, well, the fucking Democrats. This isn't a Democrat versus conservative thing. This is the powers in charge are fucking idiots and assholes. They don't give a shit about you across the board. They distract you with stupid bullshit. And then they sit there and you try to pigeonhole stuff. Now, sure, some of the GOP is fucking psycho. Some of the Democrats are fucking psycho. But we take a small, minute position on something, and we we categorize everybody in that, and that's a fucking problem. So anyway, I'm glad Edward Snowden critically thinks. I should have just never gone off on a fucking tangent. Okay, um, my big stories for today. I first want to talk about the COP26. Then I'm going to talk about geoengineering um, with climate scientists and why they're warning countries going to with, with countries going to start doing that is scare, scary. And then Bezos and Amazon is quietly researching how to block out the sun. We're going to talk about that, Um, which I fucking hate Bezos. And anybody that listens to this podcast fucking knows. I despise the fucking motherfucker who flies in a penis-shaped spaceship with a fucking goddamn cowboy hat and is an asshole to his employees and to society in general and doesn't give a shit about anybody except his fucking self. Okay, I'm also going to talk about why renewables are bullshit and... um, and it's not for what you think if you've listened to this podcast before. So first, let's talk about the COP26. <laughs> the goal of COP26 is not to save you, but to fucking look good for the powers that be, like the Nancy Pelosi's and the Mitch McConnell's and the American government that can't fucking run anything and is inept and pure everything. Sorry, I just hit the microphone. Um, first off, um, I don't know if anybody's seen the Abby Martin clip. She's an independent um, reporter. She asked Nancy Pelosi a question, and I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on that after I read this real quick. So there was an article that came out from the where did I put it now? Um, where is it? Here it is. So world's militaries avoiding scrutiny over emissions. Scientists say. So this is from the Guardian. This was back from when COP26, November 11th, because I am so fucking, this is, people are going to be like, who gives a fuck? It's over with. I know. I agree. I was failing with doing life shit. Um, 
Countries do not have to include armed forces emissions in their target despite estimates sector creates 6% of greenhouse gases. Armed forces are among the biggest polluters on the planet but are avoiding scrutiny because countries do not have to include their emissions in their targets, scientists say. The world's militaries combined and the industries that provide their equipment are estimated to create 6% of all global emissions, according to scientists for global responsibility. Um, well, that doesn't seem like a lot. It fucking is. And the biggest deal of this whole thing was why I was talking about um, Abby Martin to Nancy Pelosi. So if you haven't seen the video clip, Nancy Pelosi basically is like, we need gender equality. We're going to, I need a woman to talk to me. And so she calls on Abby Martin. And, and this is not, I'm not anti equality. It's the fact that Nancy Pelosi says that shit while she's a high-ranking official over majority of men and is and she's actually the richest politician in America. That is not a joke. Who's made the most money off of being a politician? She's fucking 80 years old. So the fact that she sits there and shoots inequality when she's like the fucking wealthiest richest person, she's a white woman, makes me laugh. Anyway, this isn't a controversial topic like me saying I don't believe in equality. I do across the board. It's just ironic that that asshole is talking about it. Anyway, Abby Martin's a really good fucking news reporter. And she's a woman, which is fucking awesome. That's great. But um, she asked her a question about how come you're sitting here saying that the COP26, they're dropping carbon emissions, but you're completely restricting the military from that when they're the biggest fucking polluters. The military produces more pollution than 140 other countries. Okay, so just keep that in mind. So then she asked Nancy Pelosi this in front of everybody. It's on fucking video. Nancy Pelosi dodges the goddamn question. Of course she does, because you hold the fucking people's feet to the power, to the fire, that are in power, what happens? They don't fucking answer the question, and their little fucking fan group goes behind them and rallies because, well, the other side is worse. No, this isn't about the other side being fucking goddamn worse. Hold all the fuckers accountable. That's the point to all this. That's why they're elected officials who have the best fucking insurance and benefits and pay and everything and work the least amount of hours than everybody else. So fuck off with that. She needs to answer fucking questions and put on her big girl pants, just like we all fucking have to do for answering questions when our boss asks us. Because guess what? We're all their goddamn bosses. We just have to fucking admit it finally. Um, So it was a great question. She fucking avoided it. Uh, And The Guardian called it out too. And they just said, World's military is avoiding scrutiny over emissions, scientists say. Of course. Why would they? So another one from COP26 that I really wanted to touch on was another Guardian article, I think. No, this was the New York Times. The world needs to quit oil and gas. Africa has an idea. Rich countries first. That's not going to happen. So New York Times posted this one November 9th, just this past month, uh, or no, past November As negotiators at the Glasgow Climate Talks try to agree on greenhouse gas cuts, African leaders say poorer countries can't be expected to remake their systems as quickly as wealthy ones, which is fucking true. Nigeria, the staff at Big Kabul, a media startup, wanted to ditch its diesel generator but needed something to to keep the office air conditioning running. The generator was noisy, expensive, maybe worst of all, bad for the environment. Hoping for a greener solution to its problem, um, Big Kabul in 2019 bought solar panels for its two-story office building. But the leap to solar didn't go according to plan, and the reasons illuminate the big challenges Africa faces with climate change. Uh, The region is rich in fossil fuels and is eager to use them to fix its notoriously unreliable power grids, but to to slow global warming, nations must burn less oil and gas, not more. Meantime, Africa is heating up much faster than the rest of the world. 
So they're basically saying we've had to buy more batteries and more panels, um, as well as special air conditioners that work with solar inverters, devices that can accommodate battery storage. Uh, now the diesel generator is back, screaming behind the office. The company switches po between power from local utility and generating solar panels. The juggling acts get gets to the heart of a big question facing African nations. Who gets to keep using fossil fuels and for how long during the transition to clean energy? When they say cut it, cut in Africa, when they say cut in Africa, what do they want to cut? Um, this is the climate director at the Open Society Foundation, um, Titus Guamande. There's nothing to cut here. African countries are ones on receiving end of this problem. It's the bigger emitters that should have responsibility to cut. We should, we're, we should be sensitive to history. Fucking amen. Again, I'm speaking to Americans. Welcome to the fucking collapse. You are going to be just like this. This is coming for you whether you think so or not. We are a global economy. You need to pull your head out of the sand and realize this is all coming for us. The giant fucking tidal wave wasn't COVID. COVID's the small fucking thing on the scale. The unemployment's a fall, small fucking thing on the scale. I'm talking, you're not looking at the big fucking thing, the wave that's behind all that. That's a tsunami approaching us really fucking quickly. And that is climate change. When you can't fucking grow food and you don't have fresh water, it's not just going to be affecting the small countries and Africa. They may be the first ones, but it's coming for your ass too and your fucking goddamn kids' asses. So don't think for a minute that you're fucking high and dry and clear and your 500 plus politicians are going to save your ass. They don't fucking care about you. And they've proven it with the stupid COP26, which like I said in the beginning, um, this is not to save you. It is strictly to make them fucking look good. So then there's another one about the COP26. Um, where is that one? Here we go. COP26 climate deal. This is from BBC.com. It won't save us from drowning. Basically, this is from a Pacific Islander. Um, she's a leader in, she's a youth leader in Tonga. Uh, the deal doesn't do enough to save her home in the Pacific Islands from drowning, she says. The survival of their island is at stake. She calls the summit a stage for big countries to flex how much they can pay small nations. She wanted to hear rich countries acknowledge responsibility for historic greenhouse gas emissions, but they talk like promising money is a favor for us. It's not. Bingo. And the truth of the matter is, hey, guess what? America is not fucking rich. We just print and endlessly distribute out fucking money. And that currency, like Edward Snowden called, infl inflation is getting fucking worse. Again, this is a collapse show. It isn't to sit here and fucking sugarcoat shit. But in all honesty, it's like critically think about what the fuck is happening. We can't change this without changing. And, and, and the climate stuff is already happening. I'm going to get into two at the end of the pod. I'm trying to streamline this more and more into like the overall foundation of how this of how this show works. So I went from, you know, um, the COP26 to the Nancy Pelosi saying bullshit about the military, which is exactly the problem. The military is the biggest polluter on the fucking planet to we're going to go into next um, how renewable energy is a bunch of bullshit. And not because I don't believe in green, like you're talking to a guy that loves the environment and loves the climate and loves animals and insects and shit like that. But it's a bigger picture here. You have to pull your head out of your ass. Look at from above, like how this is all fucking, this is insane. 
So this is a Pacific Islander, and she's just basically saying, we are friendly people and usually very peaceful. It's unnatural for us to come out so strong, and I'm sad the deal doesn't reflect how hard we tried. She's frustrated by what she feels lack of urgency and immediate actions. It's like rich countries are saying, yes, we'll let the islands die off, and we'll try to figure something out along the way. That's exactly what it fucking feels like. Even for, even for the middle and poor class in America, I totally agree with her. We're just going to let the middle and poor class die. We just don't give a shit about them. And we're just going to keep feeding the fucking billionaires and billionaires of the society. And we're going to brainwash the stupid idiots who actually believe the fucking right that, that it was all fucking unemployment that caused all this problem. And that's why people aren't fucking working. Meanwhile, again, they don't critically think and see, like, it's actually boomers. There's been over 5 million to 6 million boomers that have fucking retired due to COVID. So you lost a whole 6 million jobs. And by the way... Do you think high school kids were working fucking during the day at fast food restaurants? They fucking weren't. So that's the joke of it. It's like, why shouldn't these people be making a fucking living wage? It's a whole nother ball game that I won't want to fucking talk about because too many people on the fucking right hear stupid shit and then they hear socialists. Like, that's not what I'm fucking saying. This has been a decade, decade, decades ago. We've kept minimum wage down for too fucking long. I just went on a tangent off of this. But it's the proof that, like, they don't care. They're going to, quote-unquote, fix it. The powers that be are going to fucking fix it. I'm speaking about the American government on both sides. As it, as it slowly progresses, it's, it progresses. It's such fucking bullshit. Um, so, anyway, I said my piece on this stupid shit with the COP26. Um, the last thing I want to touch on, oh, not the last thing, but there's a few things. So real quick, the Michael Schellenberger did a TED Talk probably in 2018 or 2019. He talks about how nuclear power was more cleaner than, um, was more better, more better and cleaner than renewable sources. And I partially agree with him and I partially don't agree with him. Where I did agree with him on certain things was, or what he said, and I, and I do kind of agree with him on. I'm just going to talk about that shit. He said, wind farms, terrible for birds. That's why there's so many birds going extinct. It's different bird breeds, including eagles and hawks, which are huge for um, killing off, the, like for keeping population control on rodents and pests and, and other birds that, are, that can be um, invasive. And so he said that there's, there's data showing that there's been massive die-offs of these big birds from, from wind farms. Um, also, solar panels, they're not fucking recyclable. A, they have a short fucking, fucking span. Also, wind farms and solar farms take up huge amounts of land. So there was a company that started off a solar, fan, a solar, he talked about it. It was in Arizona, I think. Arizona, New Mexico, or California, one of the West. And he said basically that these, this company tried to start with solar panels and they noticed that they were crying because they were moving turtle, turtles out of their natural habitat to build these fucking solar panels. And they were killing, like, they, these, they were just, de de they were definitely, like, destroying the planet as it was because they were building these stupid solar panels. And they weren't even producing that much. So they had this massive, massive solar, uh, solar farm. And they're like, this is dumb. Like, this is stupid. We're just killing the planet more. The other thing with those wind turbines, those wind turbines are not are, are recyclable and they're not doing that. They're not recycling the fucking parts. 
So again, we have a capitalistic society that all it wants to do is feed and feed and feed and feed and keep and keep and, uh, taking, 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 but it doesn't ever give fucking back. There was just an article that came out. I don't, I'm not going to include it in here that America is the biggest goddamn plastic polluter on the planet. And all we do is ship our fucking plastic off to other foreign countries for, we pay them to take our garbage. And then that's why it winds up in the fucking ocean because they don't have enough room to store it on their fucking, and, and, and again, we, we, 1% of, of recyclables is actually recycled. That's the joke of it. It's, it's a greenwashing by the fucking corporations that you so fucking lovely, t- you know, we all fucking, and they're bullshit. So anyway, um, I thought it was really important to say, I'm not saying we need to change what we're doing, but he did this one other thing he said, nuclear power is cleaner because it's smaller, they can control it better, and they could allow, um, and it powers more things. So it's actually cleaner than if we, and that's the other thing, too many people don't realize is you have to produce with greenhouse gases and emissions, all those fucking solar panels and wind turbines and shit like that. It's all plastic. It's all fucking manufacturing. So you're not fixing anything. You're still fucking polluting the planet with it. Oh, I know, but we're talking in 20 years, we could be all green. No, you're missing the point. We don't have two decades. We should have done that six decades ago. When the MIT report came out in the 70s, it said we have till 2020 before we actually have to fucking... And now look what's happening. The MIT report is fucking spot on with everything they predicted. And that's the joke, but people don't want to hear that. So when he talked about, when Schellenberger talked about this, it was like, yeah, he's right. So people then say to me, when I tell them this, they're like, what the fuck, what do you... And I'm like, we need to go back to how it was at the pioneer times. Like you're talking, we have to regress. And this isn't to stop climate change. This is to slow it down. We are fucked no matter what. We have a decade, if we're lucky, of just mild conditions. It's going to get worse. And the worst part about it, we're not slowing down because that Paris Agreement is the same thing. It's a fucking joke. We're not slowing down. So we need to slow down and regress that, but we're not. So we need to go back to how it was in the pioneer times, individuals farming and doing all their own shit, not doing cattle farms and chicken farms. Like everybody needs to sustain off the land and reproduce and re-go back into the land. Composting. But that's only to extend. It is not to stop it. You can't stop it. We are too past the boiling point, which gets me into my last thing, um, geoengineering. So these are both from... Um, futurism.com. This is fucking creepy as shit. So climate scientists warn that countries are going to start geoengineering the earth, but the consequences could be disastrous. These next two articles are going to be fucked up. So what is geoengineering? Well, let's take a look. To geoengineer the planet, all a nation has to do is inject aerosols like sulfates into the stratosphere There, the aerosols would disperse throughout the Earth's atmosphere, where they would bounce back the sun's radiation, thereby, in theory, cooling the planet. It might sound like science fiction, but this same phenomena can be seen when global temperatures dip following a large volcanic reaction. But full impact might be disastrous. In fact, geoengineering could result in worsening weather conditions in certain parts of the world. But if it doesn't affect me because I only see two feet in front of my face, what does it fucking matter? That's exactly the selfishness of Americans and some other 
Eastern culture type people too, um, according to according to Wired. It also could cause a global reliance on geoengineering, which means if we're unable to spray sulfates into the atmosphere, we could see mass extinction events and crops die out. Research needed. That's why Rick urges the scientific community to vote more research into geoengineering, especially if it's going to be inevitable. In order to have collective decision-making at the global scale, you need science that viewed as a, as a legitimate by everyone. Rick told the magazine later, continuing, we're not there by a long shot with geoengineering. Well, we all saw what happened with fucking goddamn COVID because people can't hear science because, God forbid, you know, I don't know what to tell people. And again, to each their own, get the fucking shot or don't. But don't sit here and say science is bullshit. That's not true at all. It's your fucking bullshit if you're saying that. Science is allowed to make mistakes just like you fucking are. But majority of the time, they get it right. That's why they have trials and all this shit. Such a dumb thing. Okay, anyway, let's continue. So going from that, I want to clearly preface this. I fucking hate Amazon. I hate Jeff Bezos. Bezos and Amazon is quietly researching how to block out the sun. This was from today as well. Okay, let's take a look. Dim the sun. A billionaire researching plans to dim the sun might seem like the plot of a famous... The Simpsons episode, but that's exactly what Jeff Bezos seems to be doing. Bezos, mega mega retailer Amazon, has partnered with the National Center for Atmospheric Research and the geoengineering nonprofit Silver Lining to help create models that show what exactly would happen if we blocked out the sun's rays. First off, why the fuck does one guy have this much goddamn power? This is the problem. This is the fucking problem. One fucking penis-shaped head asshole has a lot of fucking pull in politics. That's a fucking issue. So clouds and clouds. Clouds in the cloud. Climate modeling often requires expensive supercomputers. That's That's where Amazon partnership comes in, allowing climate researchers to use the company's cloud computing system. Um... Cloud computing has started to reach the point where it could complete supporting workloads like this. Kelly uh, Wesner, the uh, Wanzer, the executive director of Silver Lining. And so you have the inf- inflection point where the underlying technology is sophisticated enough. And so the question is, can you break the adoption impasse and see if you can get this stuff running on the cloud? And then what happens if you do? Let's see. Um, I'm sorry, I was looking at the article. Since catastrophic climate change seems to be getting more likely each year, (laughs) yeah, the technique could be a valuable tool in preventing future disasters. However, it could also end up creating a horrible set of problems on its own, which makes research all the more important. I wonder what those goddamn problems are. Oh, here we go. It just links back to the same article that I just previously fucking read on the geoengineering. At the end of the day, it does seem more like a band-aid solution to the bigger problem of climate change, one that could allow us to avoid doing the hard work of decreasing carbon emissions at the root level. Sounds fucking goddamn familiar. I sound like a broken record. It's such a bullshit, and it's the American government in a nutshell. We are going to keep duct-taping the fucking problem. I think of it like an air conditioning unit. I can fix an air conditioning unit's hose... By duct taping it over and over and over again. 
but eventually that hose is going to be shitty and rotted out. The duct tape's not going to last as long. It's going to keep ripping and tearing, and eventually it's just never going to work anymore. That is the same goddamn thing we're doing, we deal with in the American government. It is kicking a can. The older generation is in an existential crisis, and it can't come to terms with getting the fuck out of the way of the younger generations. And that's the truth. Get the fuck out of the way. You've made your money. Go away. Let the younger generations, the youth, take over. You're so goddamn interested in control and it's fucking annoying. And this fucking shows it. Because you guys have lack of critical thinking anymore. It's so dumb. So anyway, that's my podcast for the day. I just, I tried to keep it lighthearted and I didn't keep it as lighthearted as I could. I'm sorry, but this is all shit I think is important. So anyway, I hope you all have a good one. This week's podcast was brought to you by ConnectGo Internet Inc. Bringing your business to the future, ConnectGo.com.